Hello, this is Dr. Gary Miller, president of the University of Akron. We are honored to have you listen to our podcast series, Diverse Engineering, which would not be possible without the generous support of our gold sponsor, GPD Group and Continental. The University of Akron and our community partners are committed to the success of students from around the world and in our own backyard. We're especially proud of the contributions and successes that have resulted from the hard work, determination, and dedication of our students of color. Please enjoy our podcast. Welcome to Diverse Engineering, a podcast series celebrating the contributions of minority engineers to their fields in engineering. My name is Ebony Bond, and I will be your host for this podcast episode, Energize the World, Empower a Minority Student, which is being delivered to you in honor of the 30th anniversary of the Ideas Program a program that supports the success of students of colors in all fields of engineering at the University of Akron. Our podcasts are dedicated to Dr. Paul Lamb, a professor of engineering at the University of Akron who dedicated his life to helping all students succeed, but had a special mission to increase diversity in engineering and really put his energy into cultivating the potential in minority students. Dr. Lamb founded the Minority Retention Program in 1990, which he later changed to the Ideas Program. The IDEAS program was further strengthened through the leadership of Dr. Ruby Mawasha. Leadership then transitioned to the current Assistant Dean of the College of Engineering and Polymer Science, Dr. Julie Jow, who has the distinction of being the longest director in the history of the program. And the program is now being led by the Director of Diversity and Inclusion of the College of Engineering and Polymer Science, Heidi Cressman. With Dr. Lamb's strong foundational organization, the IDEAS program has thrived for 30 years. I am thrilled to host today's podcast episode with our special guest, Nuwo Smith. His podcast, Energize the World, Empower a Minority Student, is a touching testament to the difference that a person can make in another's life. Nuwo was born in Monrovia, Liberia, West Africa. He and his siblings escaped his country's civil war and were granted political asylum to America in 1993. Through hard work, dedication, and perseverance, he obtained his Bachelor of Science in Electrical Engineering from the University of Akron, and then continued on to earn a Master's Degree in Business Operation Excellence with the Six Sigma Black Belt Certification from The Ohio State University. Currently, Newell Smith is a Programming Field Operations Manager for Clear Result. Newell joined Clear Result in 2017 after 12 years of serving as a field and project manager with the well-respected Power Generation Group. He has managed national and international projects for companies like American Electric Power, Wendalco in Jamaica, and Imperial Oil in Canada. Newell's philosophy is behind any unhappy customer or client, there is a broken business process. With that philosophy in mind, Newell focuses on improving the customer experience by aligning internal business processes to deliver better external customers' outcomes despite cultural differences. Besides his current role at Clear Resort, what truly makes Newell's heart sing is his volunteer work as an advisory board member of the Ideas Program at the University of Akron, as well as working with various nonprofit organizations like Mid-Ohio Food Bank and Impact Columbus to implement lean processes to improve strategies. So I look forward to our conversation today. Um, with that being said, I'll, I'll jump right into it. Um, do you think there was any evidence as a child that you would be an engineer or what you know, particularly inspired you to go into engineering? So I'll, my first, to be direct with that question, no. Okay. Um, coming from where I came from, 
engineer was never a thought on my mind. I knew that my parents instilled me to go to college. Okay. Uh, but what uh, to become was not something that was known to me, right? Mm -hmm. uh, so my path to engineering, I will say, is started uh, my junior year of high school. My, uh, my math background at the time was very limited. I think I had pre-algebra um, as my junior year. Mm -hmm. um, but I remember my oldest brother used to go to Akron. Okay. And he will always tell me about Dr. Lamb, okay. right? He will always tell me, I mean, this, this, this Asian guy, he's great. You know, he, he has his program, right? And that was one of the things that sparked my interest to come to Akron at the time. So came to Akron in 93. Uh, literally, I came with what was on my back, right? Brother dropped me off. Didn't even have a place to stay. Didn't even, wasn't even enrolled in class, right? Um, dropped me off at the time with Spicer Hall. Um, don't know the exact date, but it was January, right? Mm -hmm. um, walk in the Spicer Hall. By the time I turned back, my brother was gone, Okay. right? So I came in. So how I picked my major was uh, at the time, they used to have leaflets on the wall of what each major made coming out of college, right? And I was like, mm, I'm not going to be a teacher, <laughs> monkey, right? And nothing against teacher, but coming from where I was coming from, yeah, I get it. being, I won't say poor, but not having money, I was looking for the stuff, the degree that would give me the most bang for my buck. Mm -hmm. And I landed on, on computer engineering as a start. Um, and when took the entry, I guess, where the building is it still over at um, Spicer, not Spicer Hall, but Simmons Hall when it took the, I guess, what I don't know what entry exams or whatever to okay. see where I would place placement. And I literally just walk in and just circle, 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 right? And I got landed in the, the most remedial classes of them all my first year, uh, basic math one, basic writing one. Uh, intro to, to the University of Akron, right? And so through there, I just kept remembering, like my brother kept telling me about this guy in the College of Engineering, right? Mm -hmm. And um, so one day I walk up to the college and I asked for Dr. Lamb. And honestly, I was shocked. Mm -hmm. And I'm not being exaggerated, I'm not exaggerating, but it was the immediate welcome, right? Like, mm -hmm. I thought I was gonna have to make an appointment for a week down the road to come talk to him, pull up to see, how can I help you? Mm -hmm. It's like, I wanna be an engineer. So he was like, he said, so what classes are you taking now? I was like, oh yeah, I'm taking basic math. What? He's like, do they even teach those <laughs> classes at the university? <laughs> was, right? So, so I was like, yes, they do, right? So, and then he was like, all right, all right, let's take another step back, right? He's like, what was your GPA in high school? I said, Dr. Lamb, uh, I was like a 1.5, you know? I don't think, I think I just got pushed through high school, right? right. So he's like, what make you think you'd be an engineer? I said, you know what? I'm at this place in my life right now, and I think I can do whatever I want. I can, I set my mind to, right? And um, so he was like, well, this is what I would do for you. I will make you a promise. If you can get all A's in these classes um, you were taking, I will not even, I will give you a $3,000 stipend at the end of the semester, and I will personally tutor you to test out of the next layer of classes. And 
I was shocked, right? Because up until that point in my life, no one outside of my immediate family has taken that level of interest in me, right? Mm -hmm. So, um, like even in high school, guidance counselor, you know, I used to go to her for college. Oh, Newell, you're not college material, mm -hmm. right? In middle school, oh, Newell, you were mo you know, mo most likely to be in jail by 18, right? Mm -hmm. So no one, so it was like, it was, it was surreal, and there was still some level I, I a disbelief, but I was like, what do I have to lose, right? Mm -hmm. So literally, um, that's how I got introduced to the Ideals program. So he walked me up to, uh, it was Shrank, I need you to come in here at least 15 hours a week, We'll put your name on that book, and I trust me, I would know, right? So that's how I started that process. And okay. long story short, ran through that uh, at the end, got you know all A's in my classes, wow. and sure enough, when I I was going to tell him I got all A, I got my grades, and he already had a check written out, right? Like I was like, how did you know, right? And sure enough, he and Dr. Mawasha set up a time. They said, look, I would. Dr. Lam, it was three days a week. Dr. Lam said I would do seven o'clock, meet me up in the in Shrank. I would tutor you, Dr. Mawasha, you know, we set a time. And that's that went on for about three weeks. After wow. three weeks, I went back and tested into pre-calculus. Wow. Right? So I skipped about four math classes mm -hmm. and tested into pre-calculus that summer. So oh, wow. that was where my journey uh, uh began in uh in engineering. Yes. Um so I'm gonna Take it back a little bit. Yeah. So in your bio, saying how you you know sought asylum here in yeah. America, um, can you tell me about like your that journey and how, you know, how has that kind of shaped who you are? Any principles that you use from that into engineering? So, part of that journey of going through a civil war as a young kid, I, I always tell folks, I lost, I lost my childhood. Right. I, I think now I'm as an an adult, I'm still that I'm still a, a kid, right? Because mm -hmm. I didn't get that full experience as a kid. Mm -hmm. So, um, leaving my country, going to another country as a refugee, refugee Ghana, West Africa, and staying there for two years, and then coming here, um, I think, and then also to with the mother and the, and the siblings I had around me. It, it, it made me, it gave me a level of confidence in myself, right? That um, I don't need to worry about whatever anybody else thinks of me, right? I, I know from where I come from. I know the value that was instilling me. And I may, um, there, there may be times I may slip and fall off those, away from those values. But I, I think the biggest thing that I took from those journey that life isn't always perfect. Mm -hmm. um, um, you know, and I am, I need to be um, not so much a prepare, but I always also need to take the good with the bad. And in going through that, I will become a tougher mentally, physically, emotional person. Mm -hmm. And uh, that journey from Africa to coming here, it wasn't a smooth transition, mm -hmm. but along those lines, those were the values my mom kept instilling in me, right? Like, hey, the world isn't perfect. And as you can see, coming from where you're coming from. So for you to be, where you want to end up in life, you are, you're going to have to continue to keep pushing and not accept no for an answer. It's mm. really nice. Um, so you talked about a little bit about taking the good with the bad and yeah. moving forward. Um, has there been any significant failures and you know, anything that you learned from them? From 
my, from the failure? I would say, and I, I, I would take this to my career. Thing when I graduated from Akron, I started working. I'm not going to call the company name, right? Uh, but I think the nurturing I got from the University of Akron, the, uh, the ideals program, the, the, uh, Dr. Lamb, Julie, Dr. Mawasha, I think I expected that out of a lot of people, right, going into the corporate world. Um, and what I found is my first three years out of college, I was, I felt isolated. I became, I took on more of the victim role, like, well, this, you know, this person don't like me, I don't, nobody want to help me, right? And I didn't, I didn't work hard, right? And it took me three years, you know, just, you know, going through that to finally, um, for it to resonate with me. Like, it doesn't matter what anybody else does. What are you doing, mm-hmm. right? Is there anything that triggered that, or it just one day so, was a revelation? So, so what triggered it was, was I got assigned to this group, right? Mm-hmm. Um, my background is electrical engineer, so this was supposed to be the electrical computer engineer group, right? Uh, so I was like, great. First thing first, I should have known it wasn't going to work, because when I first interviewed with the company, they I interviewed for that group, and the manager didn't hire me. Okay. So I started in the field, field role. But it came to a juncture in that period where I wanted to be more in the office and learn more what the company was about before going in the field. So the general manager really took a liking to me. He said, well, Newell, with your background, I think you will going to put you in this group. But when I got in the group, a lot of what they were doing wasn't interesting to me. And as a young engineer and not having a mentor to guide me along this way, I was uh, not, I guess, engaging in, in what they were doing or trying to figure it out. So I remember this one day I came into the office and I forgot what had happened. And my manager had called me into his office and he said, well, I don't think you fit in this group. Um, you have to, at the end of the week, to find yourself another group or you are going to be out of a job. So at that moment, all these different thoughts ran through my mind. He don't like me and and to be frank, I even went to the to the race car because I'm black, right? Mm-hmm. And and I, I can remember I went back to my desk, and I was saying to myself like the one thing that just dawned on me what 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 would my mom say, right? It was like you were making excuses, mm-hmm. right? And so, anyways, long story short, it ended up happening that he preemptive, preemptively, you know, took that route. He, there was no paperwork, no guidance to say he had tried to teach me or mentor me along the way, and I just wasn't getting it, right? So mm-hmm. HR stepped in and saved my job. But from that moment, it dawned on me, you know, that's when that light kicked back on in me. I need not worry about what somebody else is doing or what they think of me or how they feel of me. I need to make sure I give them no reason to think other anything other than what I'm presenting to them. And, and to me, that was the joke, that was the reminder I needed um, uh, after that three years to get my, to get, I guess, that, that kick in the rear end to say, you know what, hey, let's go out there and get, let's do it, let's put your best foot forward, let's, let's um, um, kind of taking it back to my engineering days where I was spending nights in, in, uh, in the lab trying to get stuff done, right? So, so it's like all that just kind of just, just, just revved up back into me again, right? And, 
And to me, that was the turning point, and that was the you know that that failure being able to turn that moment of of being in. I guess I guess I, I, I don't know where it is. I feel like that was one of my lowest in my career to be able to build on that and try to just keep moving along ever since. That's very admirable. Thank you for sharing. Um, so I'm gonna take it back to the University of Akron yes, now. Yes. Um, so can you talk a little bit about your experience and ideas and how that's inspired you to give back? Okay, <laughs> don't get emotional. <laughs> okay, you can't get emotional. <laughs> <laughs> so when I, when I talked about meeting Dr. Lamb and um, that moment, like I said, it was the first time someone outside took a true, genuine interest in me. And it wasn't just Dr. Lamb, right? It was the culture of mm -hmm. ideals, right? Mm -hmm. It was Dr. Mawasha. It was, you know, at the time, Julie was a graduate student, right? It oh, was, wow. It was her, you know, because I think Julie was more of our tutor, less of our tutor, more of our mom slash counselor, <laughs> right? <laughs> Keeping us from jumping off bridges and, you know, hey, honestly, uh -huh. right? Uh, you know, she was uh, a great sounding board, right? Mm -hmm. So that experience, I can share so much. I'm, like, I'm going to give you an example of, of one, especially that I, uh, with Dr. Lamb, that, that made me uh, really stay through the course. Like, honestly, I came to Akron. I knew I wanted to, you know, engineer, but I, I had no clue if I was, I didn't even believe in myself that I was going to be an engineer, mm -hmm. right? It, 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 it took him, hey, no excuses, Mm -hmm. That's I'm, I'm gonna supply you with the resources you need, right? I don't care if you get a C, a D, an A, or a B, as long as you're working hard. That's what I want out of you, right? I'm not mm -hmm. gonna judge you based on the grades. Um, so also to keep in mind that going into this field, I was behind the eight ball, right? I the, the highest math class I took graduating from high school was uh, geometry. If okay. that, um, they didn't take physics, they didn't take chemistry. So all of these was my, a first introduction mm -hmm. to these topics and mm -hmm. very tough topics. Um, so that in itself, I was nervous, right? I was mm -hmm. scared. But just knowing that someone believed in me, even when I didn't believe in myself, right? It was, it was that motivation mm -hmm. to keep going because I felt like I couldn't let, I wasn't worried about letting myself down. I was worried about letting Dr. Lamb down, mm -hmm. right? Um, so um, with that process, I remember um, it was my sophomore, junior year, and I, my sister was living in Michigan, and I was getting ready. I have already talked to her. I said, like, hey, I'm going to move to Michigan. I'm going to go to finish up at Michigan State. And I, you know, it was, I knew Dr. Lamb cared about me, mm -hmm. but I didn't know how much he cared about me, right? It's not like I was trying to prove like, how much this guy <laughs> cared about me, right? But... So I went through a week where all I ate that week was peanut butter and jelly sandwich, right? I ain't had no money. My sister's like, why are you, why are you just eating peanut butter? You just moved to Michigan. I, you know, I, you can live here. I cook three times a day. You have food to eat so you can focus. So I had all this grand plan, you know, like toughest thing of going to tell Dr. Lamb I was going to Michigan State. So I walk up in the Dr. Lamb office. Hey, Dr. Lamb, I asked him to talk to you. So you know what? At the end of the semester, I will be moving to Michigan and going to Michigan State. He's like, why? I said, Dr. Lamb, I haven't really eaten a decent meal for the last week, right? And his response was like, Nuo, how dare you 
starving and not tell me, right? And and I was like, what? You know, like it it, it was yeah. again. It, it caught me completely off guard, yeah, right? You're like, why is that your business? Why is that? Why how how is that your not so much of your business, but how is that uh, something that your responsibility, That's right? What I'm saying, yeah. So he was like, no. He's like, you were my favorite student. He said, all right. So let's take a walk, right? We walk over to the student center. We I forgot what it, where, where it was. He put $1,500 on my, on my uh, zip card, right? And then he said, Monday morning, go to financial aid office. I will have a check there for you. He said, is this enough for, you, for, you to, for me to keep you at Akron? You know what I mean? So, like, literally, I still want to. <laughs> yeah. Right. I, I, I mean, like that moment, it, it, it really resonated with me. You know what I mean? I mean, like, not like it didn't before, but that was, that was what it, 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 it just cemented it right there. Like, man, this guy is different, mm-hmm. right? And, you know, mm-hmm. ever since then, you know, hey, Nuo, Sunday. Call me. What are you doing? Um, I'm gonna come pick you up, or I will send one of his, you'll send one of his son Danny or Andrew to come pick him up, have family dinner with them, right? Um, uh, so I think the culture of ideals embody what Dr. Lamb was. Uh, you know what I mean? And it just made that I didn't care what subject I was going through, what professor was tough. It made me comfortable and confident in myself that, hey, I have that structure around me that I am going to make it through this process. And all I need to do is focus on my lesson. And to me, that was, um, um, I, I, I think I was sharing this with Julie one time. I said, I got my, I got my electrical engineering from, uh, degree from Akron, but I think the most important thing I got from Akron, mostly the ideals program, it added on to, it built my self-esteem. Mm-hmm. It built my confidence level. Mm-hmm. Uh, it showed me that there are people outside of you that actually care about you, right? Mm-hmm. And, 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 and it really opened up my eyes to uh, what just, what being, uh, um, being there for people, what being helping people, uh, it's really about, it's not about, um, uh, when I talk about getting the money first, it's not about the money. It's about what can you, what type of seed you can plant in the next generation. Mm-hmm. And Dr. Len did that for me and many other kids through the Ideals program. Wow. Um, the school district that you came from, was it like not fully, like properly funded? Because um, you were saying that you didn't even have physics or chemistry or... I think it was more so for me that that the school. I'm not gonna blame it on the school because okay. I was. Uh, or you just didn't take those classes. I was a knucklehead in school. Okay. Right. I, I I would I would take full responsibility for that. Right. So I was I was uh, I was uh, heavily suspended in high school. Right. Okay. Uh, okay. Uh, so a lot of times I, I I wasn't in school long enough to take those classes. <laughs> right? so, okay. Okay. So, um, <laughs> So part of that transition was, uh, yeah, I think going 
high school, I got kicked out of three high schools. Okay. Right. Okay. And I can blame oh, that. Wow. I can blame that on everything else in the world, right? Uh, being whatever, you know. But looking back, I just summed it up and said I was a knucklehead. Okay. And <laughs> didn't really um, focus in on in high school. Um, yeah. It was, um, I think, that foundation of going to the military. I felt a high school. It kind of uh, hold me in a lot to take on the challenges of uh, the rigors of, of college and also engineering. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So when you were telling your story, um, it made me think of this time. So uh, there was a speaker that came to Akron, uh, Coach Lenny Wilkins, and he had marched with MLK, and he's you know giving a presentation on MLK Day. And the audience can ask questions, and one of the questions I like to ask is, what's the most meaningful thing that a stranger has ever done for you? And when I asked it, I initially thought he would have this, like, illustrious answer. And he said, told me to keep going. And in that moment, I was like, man, it wasn't the answer I wanted. (laughs) <laughs> you know, it was like, like you know, it's not a pretty story. Right. And then when I got home that night and I reflected on it, it made me emotional because yeah. I look back on my own life and I'm like, that's literally been the thing that kept me going. Right. So I definitely can, you know, identify to many with many parts of of your story. Right. But thank you for being that vulnerable. No. To, you know, go there. Um, so your podcast is called Energize the World, Empower a Minority Student. Can you share how this title is significant to you? It's it's very important to me in a sense because um, looking back, I, I, I'm, I'm of the belief each one teach one, right? Um, mm-hmm. For us to change the world, um, it's not about, oh, I got minds. I need to go ahead and do, you know, keep going and not look back. Um, it's this poem that I, I don't know the whole um, all the, all, all the uh, words of it, but it's one of my favorite po- poems. It's called Bridge Builders, right? And, and, and part of that poem is saying that, um, um, uh, and just to summarize parts of it, it's like, it's an old man who has traveled his role and a youngster asks him, why did you build this bridge? He said, for me, in so many words, uh, I knew the pitfall of this bridge at first, so I'm trying to make sure that it's not as bad for you when you come over it, right? Mm-hmm. And that's one of the things I, I try to do in my career, and uh, so case in point, since being um, a professional, I have I'm not just engineering student per se, but um, like in Columbus, I work with some of the youth at the church. My wife go to tutoring them as, as young as uh, five, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm very passionate about not even, uh, like I said, I don't want to say uh, so much of just focusing on engineering, but I'm focused on more so building the the interest in math and science for a lot of uh, my younger African Americans, in any one of us, but more so African American students, because a lot of times we look at the math and science and say, oh, it's too tough, I don't get it, right? But I feel like no one really take the time to really find a way to help that mm-hmm. click and, and relate it to something that they find interesting mm-hmm. that will make them more passionate about it. So I spend most of my time um, tutoring uh, in Columbus in those areas, right? Mm-hmm. Because my thought process is if I can start young and gain that interest in those mm-hmm. kids, who knows where else they will go. Um, mm-hmm. So that passion of what I've learned 
of seeing someone else outside of me raise me up by the bootstrap. I think that has become my life mission, right? And not even so much of in the the the, the math and science area, but um, part of like the master degree I got was how can I implement better processes for people to help make their life easier, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, even and and that's why I choose to work with nonprofit because a lot of times people that work in nonprofit they have limited funding and they're mm-hmm. trying to do so much more, right? Mm-hmm. I'm one person. This is an organization. So if I can take that little skill set that I have learned and help them better their process, they can reach a whole lot more people. So in a way, um, that'd be my way of empowering others through just that simple task. Okay, so if you could give students who are struggling like you struggled or dealing with their own struggle, um, what would be an inspirational word or two that you would give them? I would say this. Part of when I was going through engineering, uh, anything in life, Take it one day at a time, mm-hmm. right? Don't worry about what tomorrow brings. Don't worry about what's the next semester brings. Don't worry about what next year brings. Mm-hmm. Try to win the day, mm-hmm. right? Whatever uh, assignments you have to get in, whatever projects, whatever um, studying you have to do, try to win the day, right? Because mm-hmm. if you win a day, the next thing you look, you have a week has gone by us, uh, a month, you look up, Five years, four years it went by, and, and, and that, that comes with anything in life. So um, I know a lot of times people want to focus on like, oh, yeah, you got to plan. No, still plan, but win the day. If you can win the day, I think you're, all, uh, you're up to a good start in, 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 your, in your process. Right. Is there anything else that you'd just like to add? I just want to say I'm I'm very honored. I'm humbled to have been considered for this podcast. I um I hope I um and I pray that the ideals program continue for infinity, mm-hmm. right? I think um, based on what it, it, this program helped give me a chance at a profession that I never dreamed about, mm-hmm. um and um I don't know um if I have went to another, I always ask myself this question, um, if I went to Ohio State for undergrad in engineering, if I went to Dayton or wherever else would have accepted me, would I have became an engineer? And I can honestly say no, mm-hmm. right? I think this, this program was the catalyst that, that, that pushed me day in and day out to, uh, uh, um, to not just my degree, just to become a better, well-rounded person. And, and I'm not and I'm not over exaggerating it at all. But so if if we can continue this uh, in any way, shape or form from now to infinity, I think there's a lot of other young men and women like myself that will uh, uh, benefit from. It. I definitely thank you for sharing today. Um, I think I will go back on this and reflect at night and probably cry for like I have more responsibility to the world um, just to you know help more people like you believe in themselves so yeah. thank you for sharing no, your story um and yeah. thanks for tuning in <laughs> my name is dennis williams and i want to thank you for listening to diverse engineering because of the ideas program i received the author f and carol m anton scholarship it made a huge impact in my academic success 
by reducing my financial need. If you would like to make a difference in another IDEA student academic career, please text IDEAS30, that is IDEAS30, to 41444 or give online at www.uakron.edu forward slash giving forward slash ideas 30. We hope that you've enjoyed listening to this episode of Diverse Engineering. I want to thank GPD Group and Continental for their generous support of this podcast series. Lastly, Thank you to podcast host Ebony Bond, podcast editor David Campbell, manager at WZIP Chris Kepler, and the College of Engineering and Polymer Science for making this podcast a reality. I'm Dr. Gary Meller, president of the University of Akron. Remember to aim high and rise higher. Go Zips. <laughs>